0: Stir me from my slumber. I am the Eternal Dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 39 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Of course, I hosted two other podcasts, one of those uh, being Geekly Los. We talked about everything geek uh movies comic books games video games that kind of thing as well as republic city report which was a legend of Korra podcast so if you happen to watch avatar the last airbender or the legend of Korra, you might be able to get a a kick out of those check those out over at itunes as well as stitcher.com of course we're just coming off of our halloween month uh i don't know horror extravaganza rock the dry i never came up with a name for it (laughs) so we'll just call it halloween month So hopefully you guys enjoyed the extra little fun things I tried to do for that month. One of those being, wow, right? A complete, total surprise Halloween bonus episode of Rock the Dragon. uh, Where I did a review of Stranger Things Season 2. Some of you guys were probably wondering what the hell was going on whenever you refreshed your podcast and all of a sudden it was a brand new episode <laughs> and it was about Stranger Things, okay? It's a Halloween bonus episode. It was because we didn't we didn't get an episode, of course, uh, last week of Dragon Ball Super. Um, so, and it was Halloween, so I was like, well, and I had just finished watching Stranger Things season two, so I just decided to do an episode where I did a review and as far as I can tell, you guys liked it and enjoyed it, so I appreciate it that very much um, as always if you're really liking and enjoying it head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast give that page a like once we get to 100 we'll do a giveaway uh, unless I change that which I'm getting closer and closer to doing because these likes are coming in so slowly <laughs> but if you'd like to see that happen sooner than later go like the page uh, also don't hesitate to leave me a review on iTunes okay I don't have any reviews for this week but i do have an email that i'm going to read for our email segment titled what are you saying so if you have any questions comments concerns about anything you want to send me an email ask any questions about Uh, the past of dragon ball z the future of of dragon ball super of course nothing spoilerific because once again (laughs) this podcast only covers the english dub of dragon ball super every now and then i have to come on here and just kind of remind people because you know i get new listeners all the time so i just want to reiterate that uh but of course you can go back and listen to episode zero of the podcast where i really break down everything i set the ground rules Um, sort of the expectations and and, and everything like that and what you can expect to find here on this podcast all of that is pretty much covered in episode zero Uh, as well as me just kind of talking about my thoughts and opinions and and hopes and dreams and and the things i love and hated about dragon ball z um there wasn't a lot of things i hated but there was some stuff in there so uh yeah you can go back and check that out and once again yeah Uh, Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments about that, you can also send me um, a message over at facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Uh, I have an email here from Dominique titled, Kaio motherfucking Ken. (laughs) Dominique. Thanks uh, so much for emailing me. Once again, you got your email in right on time. I think I think you did this last time, too. Apparently, you know, right when I'm about to record, don't you? <laughs> Which I'm a little bit later than I normally do. You know, than I normally am. But, you know, I've just been real busy lately. But you guys know I'm always going to come through. And if by some chance I will let you know that I'm not going to come through over on the Facebook page. So that's just another reason to go and like that page, because I, I you will be the first ones to know when something happens. Um, or, for example the Stranger Things Halloween episode. Those of you who liked the page, you knew about that as soon as it happened, uh, because I made a post about it. <laughs> the rest of you, you found out when you finally decided to go and refresh the podcast and for a new episode, um, which is fine. But once again, there's all, there are always benefits to liking the page. A couple weeks ago, when I was having trouble getting the, pay, the podcast up on time and it took me longer than normal while I was running into technical errors, if you like the page, you notice that I posted a direct link to the episode. So if that happens again, and for some reason, iTunes or one of these other outlets is giving me trouble or the, the, the site that hosts the feed is giving me trouble. I can post a direct link to the episode for you to listen to, uh, cause I did that recently. So once again, plenty of reasons to like the page, of course, I mean, if, if, If me doing a giveaway isn't enough, (laughs) there's always these other reasons too. Okay, Dominique, your email says here, What's good, my brother? Thanks for the response last week. I didn't know about the Falconer beef. Makes sense why Kai sucks. And that's tragic for Super, but your edits are rather sweet. And just to touch on your response real quick, I agree with your point about Frost and Kaba. It's safe to say the assumptions are they're like twins. and the fact that they're supposed to be the strongest fighters on the planet, you would assume that they have massive transformations like Sans and Frieza. Nevertheless, did I miss something? Now, I did binge watch episode one through thirty two, so I could I could have missed it. But when did Supreme Kai and Khabito unfuse one minute? They're fused at the tournament. The next they're not. Did I miss something? OK, Dominic, I'm going to I'm going to answer that part of your email first. The second part of the email actually pertains to this episode, uh, episode 39 of Dragon Ball Super. So I'll just answer that after we do the uh, the episode talk. But as for your first point. Yeah. OK, so we're kind of talking about Bruce Falconer music. You can go back two episodes if you need some clarification about what that what that is pertaining to. Um, and also, of course, did a, uh, a fan edit of Vegeta versus um, Magetta. So you can find that over at facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Another reason like the page. I do stuff every now and then you never know when something new is going to pop up. Um, Okay. So let's see. Yeah. The rest of you just kind of commenting on that. Yeah, you can. Okay. Um, So Kibito. Yeah. Kibito and Supreme Kai. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) No, they, they did. They did mention it. They actually did mention it. Uh, For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, if you, if you recall, back in dragon ball z okay kibito and supreme kai fused okay together and they they stayed fused all the way up into the start of dragon ball super uh the last time that we had actually seen kibito kai which is what they're called in their that that um fused form was at the beginning of dragon ball super uh during the battle of gods saga You know, we're going back and forth between Kabito Kai and and, and Elder Kai and and what was going on planet Earth. They're just kind of giving us this commentary about Beerus and things like that. Now, the next after all of that ended, the next time we saw them was at the start of this destroyer tournament uh, and they were separated. So um, Dominique, they actually they actually separated before they showed up to the tournament. They were never actually fused at the tournament. Unless I'm mistaken, I'm pretty sure it, the moment they showed up, it was they were separate and Goku was like, hey, you guys are separated again. So, yeah, they did actually address that uh, right when they all reached this planet to start the Destroyer tournament. Um, and I think they said something like uh, they got the They asked the Namekians to I guess they used the Namekian Dragon Balls to separate themselves because they just. The short answer is that they just didn't want to be fused anymore. (laughs) So that was it. So, uh, yeah, you did miss something there. They actually did address it. Now, they didn't go into any sort of like big, you know, detail about it. That's pretty much all they said, but they did actually address it. So I have to give them that. Okay. And the second half of the email I'll address after the episode. So, with that being said, it's time. Let's go ahead and switch over to the episode talk for this week. course this episode of rock the dragon podcast episode 39 is going to cover episode 39 of dragon ball super titled a developed time skip counter-strike here comes goku's new move okay well as the tradition of spoilerific titles go (laughs) continues here we go uh let's just start off by saying this hell of an episode right (laughs) Really exciting episode. I mean, you know, this was one once again. You know, I love I love it when we get these episodes that just remind me immediately of Dragon Ball Z. You know, and that and and this this episode pretty much screamed Dragon Ball Z from the start to finish. Yeah, I think it was well written. I think the dialogue was really good. There were some spotty parts in terms of animation, but there was obviously some really exciting stuff that happened here. So let's just kind of get into it now. Well, this episode takes off is uh, right where the last one ended, of course, with Goku saying, "Hey, you know what? I've I, that's it. I'm going to give it my all from this this point on, because he's kind of figured out a way to uh, counter Hit's time skip ability. You remember, Hit was going in forward in time one tenth of a second, and it proved, you know, devastating to Vegeta, but Goku." managed to find a way around that by sort of predicting the moves and using his speed and such as that, because, well, he knew about the move, so he was able to figure out a way around it. Uh, So it kind of starts with that. And Goku just kind of like immediately goes to Super Saiyan Blue powers up and just really just, you know, attacks hit head on. So at this point, he's got him figured out, or at least he thinks he hasn't figured out. And every now and then we go to the sidelines. We get some commentary from everyone else watching. I think at some point Vegeta mentions, hey, yeah, of course he's going to beat him. Of course he knows now he had the advantage of fighting him second. He had a chance to watch my fight with him, which that's just one of like that's that's some of the better writing. I I think when they point out those kinds of things in the episode, it makes for just a just better writing because that's true. I mean, Goku (laughs) had time to sit there and watch his fight, his fight with Vegeta to sort of, you know, Uh, figure out a way to to sort of counter everything that's going on here. So I just like when they acknowledge that kind of stuff. Now we do get these shots where hit is attempting to use his time skip again. At least that's what we can assume is going on because uh, the color changes, the way they present the visuals changes uh, to where the colors are different. You can tell something's going on. So I'm assuming that that's just their way of visually showing Hit's time skip, but it doesn't work. Goku just knocks him on his ass. <laughs> so uh that was pretty cool. And then we get once again we get commentary on the side. I think I think Beerus says something along the lines of my that's my saying or something, and and we just like, well I could have sworn I was the one who who trained him, but uh but cool stuff. So then it just you know Goku's kind of smirking and then it transitions to this moment to where hit is just kind of standing there, he's not really saying anything. And then he just lets out this strong yell, and you know, uh, basically begins on begins to, from what we're used to seeing, he begins powering up, right? Because this is standard powering up. At least that's what, from what we know, this to be. That's pretty much what happens. Um, and everyone's wondering, well, what's he doing? Which I thought that was a little weird that they would be like, hmm, you know, what's he doing? It's like, well why would you be confused about what he's doing at all when nine times out of ten when somebody does that they're just powering up <laughs> you know but uh but it's it's so short that that really makes them question it and be like well how much power how, you know how much further could he have increased his abilities in that short amount of time but goku just pretty much assumes that okay he's just powering up. But then they start to fight again and he and and, and everyone starts to take notice that there's no significant difference or any difference at all uh, in his fighting abilities. So they're saying, well, what what was the point of that? What was he doing? Because his power level clearly didn't increase based on what they could see here. Now, I think they kind of explain it away later by just saying that he was just doing that because he just wanted to show a little flair before he started fighting again i don't know that i don't think that part was the that wasn't really the best explanation for that unless i missed something but uh essentially what this leads to is that goku goes in for a hit and uh he he doesn't connect and hit catches him right in the chest uh knocks him on his ass pretty much (laughs) and he's wondering what's going on he's like wait a second you know, and everybody's wondering, I think Vegeta says something along the lines of, wow, OK, so he's able to raise his power level uh, and transform in a way just like the rest of us can, just like Saiyans. And I think I don't know if it's Whis or uh, Vados or somebody on the sideline is saying that, no, that's that's not what appears to have happened. It's just that he's able to improve his fighting technique um, just sort of in the middle of the fight without having to do any sort of maybe piccolo i think piccolo said it um without having to do any sort of transformation right so essentially he was able to improve upon his time skipping technique without any sort of like visual or sort of like really any sort of uh effort i mean you know it it took him a couple seconds to just kind of figure it out (laughs) And he doesn't really have to change his power level to do it. So that's where the difference comes in here, because obviously we're used to these fighters and fighters in the past. It's usually just a matter of powering up and whoever powers up the longest or the hardest or becomes the strongest usually wins or who just happens to be, of course, the smartest in a particular situation. But I mentioned this before. What I really like about these this destroyer tournament is that with the exception of once again, Kaba. Uh, they've always had to sort of figure out ways to beat these guys. And I think that's what makes this tournament way more exciting in some ways than other tournaments we've seen before. Because remember, this isn't even, in my opinion, the biggest threat in the I mean, you know, it's like, OK, fine. If if <laughs> if Universe six wins the tournament, Ciampa gets Planet Earth, but what does that mean? They've never really explained or gone into any sort of detail as to what the consequences or repercussions would be to that, right? Like it's hard for us to see any sort of downside to that, um, because as far as we know, it doesn't—it's not going to make a difference. So the stakes here aren't the greatest. So if we don't have these great stakes, at least we get these great fights, right? So these fights where they're having to think outside of the box do some more exciting things that we haven't seen before in order to win the fights so that's what i really really like about this tournament so we get a moment now there's a lot of exposition that happens during this episode uh a lot of talking not and that's obviously not new in the dragon ball world uh and honestly i didn't mind because i feel like everything that they were saying i wanted and needed to know I wanted to know exactly what was going on, what, were they, what they were thinking, because we can only cut to people on the sidelines so much for exposition. Right. Because in order for us to know exactly what's going on with Hit's abilities, he has to tell us because no one else is going to just know that. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. He just doubled his time skipping ability in the in the past couple seconds of this fight. He was able to improve upon his technique just by fighting and thinking about it. And he mentions that he never really needed to do it before because it was always enough. So I, I, I'm not sure if it was a matter of, he didn't even realize that he can do it, but he did it. So he doubled it. Uh, and not only did he, does he double it here? He actually, uh, he goes all the way up to to five tenths of a second at some point too, I believe. So, You know, at this point, everyone is just kind of looking like what the hell is going on? How is he able to do this so quickly? Um, And Vegeta says something that I really, really liked in here. He says something along the lines of, you know, Saiyans are legendary for being able to improve themselves in battle. And I, I, you know, I refuse to believe that this guy can do it any better. And I'm just paraphrasing there. I probably messed that up, but (laughs) he says something along the lines of that. And I just, I just screamed out fuck. Yeah. When he said it, because it was such a Vegeta thing to say, but it was so cool. And it was so true and just something. It it just had a lot of weight to it when he said it. And there's, there's a lot of that this episode There's some really good dialogue from everybody here. Um, So yeah. So hit is, is essentially just kind of explaining to Goku exactly what he's doing and um he rushes in starts to pummel him like really really quickly and that's when he reveals that he's going all the way up to um half of a second now you know it was already tough enough for goku to figure out how to counter one tenth of a second he couldn't do two tenths of a second so he for damn sure is gonna have a hard time doing five tenths of a second at this point um So, yeah, so, uh, you know, they get to the point to where Hit is is pretty much calling for the announcer to just go ahead and call the match. You know, he's saying, I, you know, I know that if I kill him, I'll get disqualified. So let's just go ahead and shut this thing down and call it. Now, of course, Goku is not going out like that. (laughs) He gets up. He reveals to us and Hit that. He's had this technique that he's been wanting to try for a while, but he wasn't sure he wanted to save it for the right moment. Now, a lot of this stuff is not new (laughs) in terms of this kind of shit. We're used to Goku or somebody else pulling out some kind of incredible ability at the last minute. At this point, I had no idea what he was going to do. Uh, So he reveals that he hasn't he didn't want to try it until he didn't have a choice until he really, really wanted to use it because it is something that's very hard to control and can potentially do more damage than good if it's not handled right. Uh, For those of us who have early Dragon Ball Z Saiyan saga fresh on our mind, at this point, our wheels are beginning to turn and we're starting to say, well, that sounds a lot like and then it's revealed that goku is doing a kaoken uh and man i think i screamed out loud when he fucking said that (laughs) i mean that was so unexpected and so cool um because i'm pretty sure we hadn't seen that technique since uh at the very least the frieza saga right now we really i think we really saw it and they flash back to this in the episode uh, he mostly used it against vegeta okay and for those of you who need a little bit of refresh of the Ken attack well it's a technique that goku learned from king kai that's why it's called Ken or Ken, or um uh, but it's essentially energy multiplier where he can double triple quadruple or even beyond that his uh speed strength and his senses um, so if you remember those early episodes where he had the, he would, he would power up and he'd have this red aura sort of burst of flame energy aura around him, but it was only for brief moments of time, right? Because he can't sustain it because he, you know, his body is, it, it's a struggle in order to have his body handle that much power of a power change in such a short amount of time all of a sudden, right? So it's always been like this sort of, uh, double-edged sword to where he gets this power boost all of a sudden his speed boost but his, he has to always worry about his body just kind of getting destroyed by it uh, if you remember back when in his fight against Vegeta, after all that stuff was said and done, I mean, he essentially just couldn't even move anymore, <laughs> you know, because of all of the strain that he put on his body. So that was concern of here. But he's also he also mentions that the kaoken attack along with a Super Saiyan Blue transformation kind of balance each other out, because while the kaoken multiplies everything one of the sort of advantages to super saiyan blue is being able to control the energy and sort of regulate it. So, you know, he kind of finds a way to combine both these things. And once again, we get a moment where Vegeta's saying, Hey, I remember where this attack is. And what I thought was very cool here is that before that Goku makes a comment about before he powers up, when he powers up the, for the Kaoken, he mentions that he was saving it when he um, challenges Lord Beerus. <laughs> and Beerus is like, say what? Um. yeah so I, I just thought that was funny but then Vegeta says hey, you don't know what this attack does and then we get a flashback all the way back to Dragon Ball Z which I I, I didn't used to like that I mean don't get me wrong I've, I've always liked it but it, it, it always seems sort of weird right because at the time where they in the times in the past when they did these flashbacks it just happened to be during a periods of time where Dragon Ball Super wasn't very good and the episode wasn't very good, and the animation wasn't very good. So I was like, you're flashing back to a far superior show, and it just feels weird, right? Because it almost felt like they were going to a different show. But it works very well in this episode, because this episode feels like Dragon Ball Z, you know? And not only that, the animation and the way the characters are drawn here, for the most part, is very good. So I was a very welcomed sort of flashback to that moment, back when it was, it was the, the Kamehameha. Uh, kamehameha against the gallic gun and, and he he charged that thing up right so it just kind of gave us a little bit of a uh, refresher as to what that meant now meanwhile goku's still powering this thing up and hit is standing there like wow he's Hit finds himself counting along with goku in a way you know oh, times two times three times four and then all of a sudden he just goes up to times 10 unless i misheard something so this is the furthest I think he's ever gone with this. Uh, and it looked incredible. Those close up shots of him uh, powering up with that KO Ken aura along with the Super Saiyan blue aura close up look fucking incredible. And I'm just sitting there like, wow, I knew I knew you guys had it in you. I knew it. I knew you guys had the capabilities to really make this shit look badass. <laughs> and it looks fucking awesome. Um, so I was really excited I mean I, I felt myself getting pumped up here man I started having you know Dragon Ball Z flashbacks and I started to get those feelings that I used to have when I was watching Dragon Ball Z and once I started to feel that I knew that this episode was a success you know I knew it because I didn't ask for it it just happened I started to get that feeling and I was like okay this is why I fell in love with this series and they captured that pretty perfectly here now Goku mentions here that you know even with the Super Saiyan Blue energy control, that it's still very hard to sustain his Kaoken times ten. So he decides this he just wants to try to hurry up and end it. So he launches a blast, uh, an energy wave, um, a kame, kame. Oh God, I can't talk today. <laughs> a kamehameha at hit. And then he kind of, it's a little bit confusing, I think, what's going on here, but it seems like he launches the, the energy wave and then he charges at hit right after it. Like maybe he's flying through the middle of the blast. It's kind of its kind of unclear. But um, and then there's this big explosion and that's where the episode ends. Cliffhanger. You know, we don't know exactly what what's going to happen here from that moment on, but it was such an epic ending. Um, and I have to say this in 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 a way it did i i think the only really sort of downside to all this or con if you will (laughs) to all of this is that it almost seemed like such an epic moment almost too epic of a moment for this scenario and what i mean by that is and this is kind of what i was talking about earlier this is a tournament right it's not like Planet Earth is in danger, in any real danger. It's not like someone's life is in any real danger. It's, you know, it's 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 a tournament that that kind of doesn't really mean. I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but the stakes. I don't think you know. I don't think anyone would argue that the stakes here are not as great as they have been in the past. Okay, so it almost I, I, in some ways I almost wish they would have saved that epic moment where he brings back the KO Ken for the first time and forever for a fight that was uh much more of a threat. You know, or maybe to a, a a an enemy who was much more of a threat. Um but, you know, that's kind of a nitpick. It, it was still very epic to see, but I almost wish, like I said, it was for something more than just this tournament. Um but that's not to take away much from it. I mean it was still an incredible, incredible epic moment, one that I appreciated a lot, and it looked great. Um, so that about does it for the episode talk now to switch back over to Dominique's email okay once again what are you saying send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com the very end of your email here asks uh, or says and finally this episode was solid my only question is what's next what can Hit do now his time skip doesn't matter now and he can't power up to match Goku so what's the build up for the next episode seems like Hit is done for Anyways, thanks for the response and keep up the good work, my man. Okay, uh, well, let's see. You're right. Um, They established here that the time skip is useless now. Goku pretty much says it himself because Hit tries to do it again. And he says it doesn't matter how far you try to (laughs) adjust your time skip. There's nothing you can do about it when I'm in this state. And when you think about it, that makes sense. I mean, you've got Super Saiyan Blue essentially times 10 now. So, I mean, that's just like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't even know how you could even begin to describe that kind of power and speed, um, you know, because Goku was able to counter uh, one tenth of a second just by being in regular Super Saiyan Blue mode or no, sorry, just by being in regular Goku mode before he even powered up. He was able to do that. So imagine what he would be like in Super Saiyan Blue times like ten. So, um, so yeah, so you're right. And, 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 and of course hit has already established that he can't, he doesn't power up. He can just kind of improve his techniques. um And you said, it seems like hit is done for. And so what's going to happen on next episode? Well, yeah, I think my, my prediction is that he's just done for. Um I don't know if this is, if this uh Kamehameha is going to be the thing that finishes him off. But I think I would, if I had to guess, I would say he's done for on the next episode. I mean, I don't see why they would drag this out any further. They haven't really taken these fights past two episodes apiece. I think. Um, so I would say he's pretty—he's probably done. Um, but I, you never know because, well, they have a tendency to sometimes the villains pull out last-minute sort of abilities too that we didn't know about. But it seems like Hit is pretty much done. <laughs> Uh, but that brings the question, well, what is the next episode is going to be about, right? Because if he's defeated at the beginning of the episode, then obviously there's more stuff that has to happen there. And we now know that Monaka isn't really going to do anything. Not that he's going to get a chance anyway, because, well, Hit was the last fighter on episode, on, um, episode <laughs> universe six. So it can go, he could go either way. But yeah, if I had to make a prediction, I'd say he's done. But once again, this is Dragon Ball. They could always throw some kind of curveball at us all of a sudden and do something completely unexpected. So, uh, yeah. So, Dominique, as always, thanks for sending me an email. If you would like to send me an email, rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Head over to facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Like that page. Uh, you get quick updates for thing new developments and such the next time I decide to just do something special make something fun uh, including that epic art that I did for the bonus episode (laughs) you want to see that if you want to see what what 11 from stranger things looks like as a super saiyan make sure you go over that page and look up that post (laughs) you'll see that there okay so uh well i think that about does it guys for this episode so until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater and i will see you next time